welcome to Pursuit Church Podcast, where we give those far from God the opportunity to pursue Christ. We are so glad you are here, and wherever you're listening from, we believe God has a word for you through today's message. Before you're seated, I want to read from the book of Hebrews, chapter 13, verses 5 and 6. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 and 6. Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? On this first day of the brand new year, I simply title my message, A New Year. You may be seated. I heard a story one time of some men years ago who were on an old leaky ship in the middle of a rough and stormy sea. The crew was afraid for their lives for they didn't know whether they were going to live or die. And so one of them went up to see the captain and began to ask, Captain, are we safe? Are we going to make it out of the storm? And the captain said, well, I'll put it to you this way. The boilers on the ship are very weak and may explode at any moment. And the ship is very old and she's beginning to take on water. Things are just not looking the greatest right now. So he said, to be quite honest with you, we may have an explosion or we may sink. We may go up or we may go down. But either way, we are still pressing on. I can't tell you where the next lightning may strike. I can't tell you how big the next wave may be. I can't say how strong the winds may blow. But this thing I do know, we are pressing on. We are moving forward. We will keep doing what we know to do. Church, that's the way I feel about the new year. I cannot tell you what tomorrow holds. I cannot tell you what this new year holds. We may go up or we may go down, but one thing is certain, we are pressing on. We are moving forward. The church is marching on. Whatever 2023 may bring, whatever happens in the next 12 months, one thing is for sure, and that is we're moving forward. And if we got knocked down last year, we're going to get back up. And if we got discouraged last year, we're going to get back up. And if things didn't go how we planned and wanted them to go last year, we are going to try again. For we are moving forward. The church is moving forward. And the church in 2023 is going to be victorious for the Lord is on our side. Church, I said, God is on our side. This week I was reading about how ancient map makers, 
when they would draw maps, would draw them as far out as they had been, as far out as they had explored. And when they would reach the furthest point of their exploration where they did not know what would lay beyond, they would draw something like a dragon or some crazy looking monster or sea creature of some sort. It was their way of saying, I don't know what is out there. This area that I've explored, I know about. I know where I've been. I know what I've seen with my own eyes. But out there where I've never seen with my own eyes, out there in the great unknown, I have no idea what that holds for me. For all I know, there could be dragons lurking out there. And so they would draw something like a dragon on their map and they would say, here be dragons. What am I saying this morning? Oh, church, this is, this is what I know will happen this year. This is the list of things that I know will take place this year. It's just a blank sheet of paper. You and I really have no idea what will happen in the new year. We have no idea what is in store for us. And in fact, to be quite frank about it, we could take this blank sheet of paper and we could draw something like a dragon for there may be dragons waiting for us in the new year. That's how little we know what will happen in the new year. The funny thing is, is none of those ancient map makers ever had seen a dragon. But that didn't stop them from assuming that those vast unknown places could be inhabited by dragons. That's the way fear works. It always assumes the worst. It ignores the very fact that there's never been dragons anywhere else and without reason believes that there might be dragons in the midst of the frightening unknown even though there's never been dragons before. That's fear. Fear allows no optimism. Now, as we look ahead to a new year, there is normally a certain amount of optimism but after the last few years that we have, I'm sure there are many who are unsure as we enter uncharted territory. Who knows what another year may hold? In fact, if 2023 was a map, we might well be inclined to draw in large print across the face of it. There may be dragons. But this morning, I believe the Lord has given us reassurance in his word. I feel that he's given us three keys to navigating whatever the new year may bring. Three simple truths that if we will hold fast to them, church will sustain us through anything that may lay ahead. Let's look at verse five. It says, let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. The first key to facing the new year with Hope instead of fear is to find contentment, simple contentment. Maybe you haven't thought about it. What does it mean to be content? Well, it means to be satisfied. It is a sense of fulfillment that brings peace and happiness into our life. 
It is more than just getting what you want or having every need met. In fact, the Hebrew writer presents covetousness as the opposite of contentment. Covetousness is about becoming so consumed with the things that we do not have that we forget about the things we already have. It is so easy to become so consumed with what we do not have that we lose sight of the things that we do have. So what do we have going into 2023? Well, we have breath in our lungs. We are here to see another year. We have strength in our bones. We have a family that loves us. We have a church that we can go to, a place where we can worship, a place where we can gather together and pray together and encourage each other. We have the word of God. We have the presence of God. Church, we have an altar where we can run to. And if it's forgiveness that we need, we can receive it. If it's a new start that we need, we can have it. If it's direction or guidance or wisdom, we can find it. For the Lord is with us. God is with us in the new year. And so the writer of Hebrews says, be content with such things as you already have. Because no matter what last year did to you or what this year may hold, you can have pure confidence in the very fact that you belong to him and he belongs to you. And there's peace, church, in understanding that through it all, I can trust him. Through it all, I can find my joy in him. Through it all, this year, I can depend on him. Through it all, I can walk with him and there may be dragons there may be dark valleys to walk through there may be tough tomorrows but whatever happens to me I am content to know that I'm his and he is mine I'm content because I have God I'm walking with Jesus and he's walking with me it's a new year but he's the same God it's uncharted territory but he's still faithful I don't know what tomorrow holds but I know who Who's already there. I don't know what will happen, but he already does. And God is never caught off guard. And God is never caught by surprise. And there may be dragons. There may be something waiting for us this year that we never planned on, never expected. But nothing that could be waiting for us is greater than our God. Nothing is more powerful than this Jesus. Nothing is going to catch him off guard. And so I say the church will press on and the church will move forward and we will continue to do what we know to do and we will continue to fight every dragon that comes our way. This is what Paul told the Philippian church. He said, not that I speak in regard to need for I've learned in whatever state I am in to be content. I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere in all things I've learned both to be full and to be hungry both to abound and to suffer need. He ends with this. He says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Paul was in prison when he wrote that, but he learned, he said, I've learned 
and whatever state I am to be content. Paul could say this because contentment was not a product of his circumstance, but it was an expression of his faith. And so from the dark and gloomy prison cell, Paul declared, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Contentment is not about the absence of dragons. Contentment is about the presence of faith, despite the possibility of dragons. In other words, this year there may be dragons, but I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The second key this morning is to have confidence in his promise. He says, let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I don't know what I'm going to face in the new year, but there's one thing I do know. I know that he'll never leave me. I know that he'll never forsake me. Church, it's a wonderful truth. In him is all that I need, and he has promised that he will never leave me nor forsake me. I don't have to be afraid of what tomorrow might bring because I won't face it by myself. There's a real possibility that there may be dragons waiting for me this year, but that doesn't really matter, church, because this one thing I do know, wherever I am, he will be there too. I won't face the dragons alone. In other words, the economy may continue to collapse, but he'll be with me. War may continue to break out, but he'll be with me. Things that I didn't want, things that I didn't plan on, things that I didn't expect may happen, but he'll be with me. For he himself has declared, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Alexander McLaren, who was an old 1800 Scottish preacher, one of his sermons, he talked about how he grew, out, grew up outside of Glasgow, Scotland. When he was about 16 years old, he got his first job, and it was a job in the city, and for the first time ever, he would have to be away from home. Now, the family didn't have a horse for him to ride to town on, and it was about eight miles out from the farm, and so he couldn't just quickly go back and forth. He would have to walk in on Monday morning, stay in the city through the week, and walk back home on the weekend. For the first week when he was getting ready to walk into the city, his dad went up to him and said, Alex, Friday comes around. I want you to walk home because your mother and I will have missed you and will want to see how your first week on the job was. This is the first time you'll be away from home. And so when Friday night comes around, why don't you come on home? Well, that was all good and well, church, except between the city and the farm, there was a deep valley that he would have to walk through. It was known to be a bad place. Robbers, thieves, different criminals were known to hide there. In fact, not too long before, someone had actually been murdered in that valley. As a 16-year-old boy, he knew that coming from the city, he would have to go through that dark valley on a Friday evening. 
He said to his dad, Dad, I'll be tired after working. Why don't I spend the night Friday night and then I'll come Saturday morning? But his dad insisted, no, your mother and I will want to see you Friday night. And so Friday night when he gets off work, he began to walk back to the farm. He was quite frightened because he knew he was going to have to go through that dark valley alone late at night. He finally got there and he stood there for a moment and he just looked in that dark valley paralyzed with fear. He did not want to go down there by himself. Then all of a sudden he said he heard someone, something began to move, someone began to do something down there and he was so frozen with fear that he didn't know what to do. And suddenly out of the darkness a form began to come toward him and on the brink of absolute terror he suddenly realized that it was his dad coming out of that dark valley. His dad said, son, I thought we might meet up and walk the rest of the way together. The old preacher said, you'll never know the difference that that had made. With my dad there by my side, I walked through that valley without a fear in the world because I knew that my dad would protect me. I've come to tell somebody this morning, there may be dragons, but you're not walking alone. You'll never be alone. He will never leave you nor forsake you. In your darkest moment, he'll be there. In your toughest valley, he'll be there, ready to hold your hand, ready to encourage you, ready to guide you, ready to show you the way. God will be with you. Verse 6, the third and final key really goes hand in hand with the previous points, but it's the comfort of his presence. From the heart of contentment, the voice of the writer of Hebrews cries out, so we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? I love the way the author says it, that we may boldly declare the Lord is my helper. He walks with me and I find comfort in his presence. The final phrase of verse six is intriguing to me. It's drawn from the words of the psalmist in Psalm 56. What can man do to me? Its purpose is to draw a contrast between what, God, what man can do and what God will do. What can man do compared to what I know God will do? What can the enemy do compared to what I know God will do? I'll take it a step further. What can this new year do compared to what I know God will do? What can all of hell do to me or my family or my city or my church compared to what I know God is willing to do for those who walk with him? I don't really believe that those old map makers really thought that they would ever run into a dragon. I believe it was just their way of showing how absolutely uncertain they were and what they may find in those unknown places. Dragons were the extreme. They were the sum of every bad thing that might happen. 
Dragons were the representation of the worst thing that they may face. But despite the possibility of dragons, church, those great map makers and those great explorers had their mind made up, they would press on. They would press on. I'm almost done, but as we look ahead to a new year, we have no idea what it holds for us. The pessimistic person may compare this year with their previous year and have nothing optimistic to say. Their mind may be fixed on the very belief that there may be dragons waiting for them this year. But my question today is, so what? So what if there are dragons? We are walking with the King of Kings. We are walking with the Lord of Lords. The Almighty is on our side. Church and His promises. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He'll always be there walking with you. So my mind is made up. I will press on. I will press on because I'm not alone. I will press on because I've got his presence. I will press on because I've got his word. Let's stand. Really, the big difference between those old map makers and you and I is that we are not alone. You are not alone. And God is rooting for you this year. If you only knew how much God is on your side. God is on your team. He is for you, not against you. He's rooting for you. And so I believe this ought to be the year of your breakthrough. This ought to be the year of great deliverance. This ought to be the year that you pray through. This ought to be the year that you go deeper. This ought to be the year that we stay consistent. This ought to be the year of greater revival. In fact, it's my belief, church, that many of us will look back at 2023 years from today and say that that was the year that things began to change for me. <laughs> that was the year that I began to conquer some demons. That was the year that I began to slay some dragons. That was the year that I broke some generational curses. That was the year that I took back what the devil stole from me. 2023 was when my prayer life really took off. 2023 was when my depression began to fade. 2023 was when I started winning souls. 2023 was when things began to heal in my life and heal in my heart and heal in my mind and my future look bright again it started in 2023 will you press on church will you press on to greater things this year what kind of year will it be because it starts right now it starts today in this moment in the very presence of God right now and he's the God that's rooting for you <laughs> he's the God that hopes you lift up your hands and ask for forgiveness 
He's, he's literally the God this morning that hopes you ask him for mercy because he has mercy for you. He's the God this morning that has something for you. He's the God that really hopes you ask for healing because he has it for you. He's the, he's the God this, mo this morning that, that really hopes that you have enough faith for deliverance because deliverance is just right around the corner. He's rooting for you. He's rooting. He's hoping you lift up your hands. He's hoping you start praying. He's hoping you come down to the altar. He's hoping you have faith. He's hoping that this will be the year that things change for you. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. For more information about Pursuit, visit PursuitChurchAR.com. Thank you for listening and see you next week.